everyone, and welcome back to another episode on Take Flight Podcast. This is episode 133 with myself, Pabilo Timbo, who's going to be recording a very short takeaway for you. So today's episode is really about a celebration, a celebration of a unique milestone which I've recently achieved. And I think it's something which is quite rare for my generation. And that's the fact that I've reached a 10th year work anniversary with the same organization. So for those who are not already aware, I work for a pharmaceutical company called Novartis, based in their headquarters here in Basel, Switzerland. Um, and when I look back, it's been an incredible journey. I've developed immensely as a person. It's sometimes often hard to put into to words, you know, what that journey um, really means to me. And if someone had said to me when I arrived here 10 years ago, what I would be able to have achieved from a professional and personal standpoint, you know, I would have just laughed in their face and said, that doesn't sound like um, that's me. It would have been very difficult and hard to have fathomed at the time. So, um, you know, it, it means a lot to me to be able to, to reach this point and then share sort of, you know, what it looked like, you know, what's kind of happened from a career standpoint, how did I evolve? I've, I've got a few, you know, I've got 10, you know, learning and reflections, maybe one for each year I wanted to give back. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about what I'm most proud about. And if you wait to the very end of the episode, I think I've saved um, the best, you know, to last. So to kick off, I want to go right back to the very beginning um, to sort of walk you through the journey as to how I've got to this point now. And it was actually during my final year of exams at university, studying, preparing, um, you know, for the last, that last stretch. And I received an email asking if I'd be interested in a three month internship in Basel to work for Novartis. And at the time I didn't know where Basel was. It was the first time hearing about it. And I didn't know what Novartis was as a company, what products and services they would be offering. But if something was telling me, if you can actually secure this internship, it would be good use of your summer. So at 22 years of age, that was the plan. To, to go to Basel, spend three months there, and then return back to the UK to work in the city. My vision was very much to work in the investment banking um, industry at that time. So my internship was extended for another two months. And then after the fifth month of being in Basel, I was then offered a full-time role as a business analyst, which, as you can imagine, I was extremely happy to have that opportunity to really sort of start my career. That first role was really just a great opportunity to learn what it meant to be part of a multinational organization, right? So just being around, you know, a number of senior leaders and executives, getting a chance to present to executives and share my story. You know, so I was in that role for sort of 18 months, just really learning. And I think it was a great first beginner role. I then moved into internal audit function, um, which was an incredible experience being able to travel across um, a number of different European countries. I was traveling every three weeks to a different country leading teams, um, you know, sitting on the table with senior leaders in those countries to discuss what was working well, what needed to, to improve, um, and, you know, learn so much just about, you know, leadership and, and behaviors and, and how to, you know, build trust and galvanize teams to get things um, done. And I was there for three and a half years uh, before I then moved into a head uh, financial analyst role, which, was, which covered nine countries at the time. The PL size was about 700 to 800 million. Um, so it was, that was a great role just to be able to understand, you know, resource allocation and how you would move capital between different countries to get the better out of each country and, and where were the be better investments and bets to make. After that, I spent a year then driving a few strategic projects. Um, I then used that experience to land where I am now, which is actually out of finance and it's more as a strategic assistant to the general manager 
in driving and leading a transformation at the local organization. Um, so that's kind of a little bit about what's kind of happened over the last 10 years from, from a, you know, how my career sort of evolved. And what I wanted to do with actually no particular order was sort of share, you know, some of the learnings and reflections that I've picked up and, and, and I thought, you know, and, and I think some of this would perhaps help people in just how they think about their careers and what they're doing. So I think the very first thing, and as I mentioned in no particular order, is to keep an open mind. When I look back, I think, you know, experimenting is very important. I, I should I should have should have taken even more leaps of faith because in end in the end it always works out. If you have the right intention um, and you're willing to work that opportunity that's given to you, you know, I think in the end it, it really does work out. So I would not be telling this story today if I did not have an open mind back when I was 22 and I decided to lean into that opportunity. So it's very, very important to keep an open mind and not to sort of stay, you know, thinking to sort of in a box per se. I think the second thing that I've learned in the last 10 years is that people and those relationships are the ultimate currency. Really, you know, I've learned the most I've learned is from different people and different individuals, right? Listening to different associates and their stories. Many of the opportunities and my roles that I've actually got over those years have come from, you know, the relationships that I've had. And in the end, I know we, sometimes we look at this organization, but it's really just a group of people that are working together to serve the same mission. So for me, I've really learned it's, it's so important to invest in people, right, in, in, in many different um, avenues. And it's important to work with different people from different walks of life. So people and relationships are, are the ultimate currency. Third, um, I think, you know, you perform at your highest level when you bring your full self to work. My best work in the last 10 years have only been when I've taken the cuffs off, I've not held myself back, I've not been a fraction of myself, and I've really been able to deliver, right? So I've curated an environment where I've been able to speak up, execute with confidence, and really, really make a difference and deliver with impact. Whenever I've been a fraction of myself, you know, it hasn't delivered with impact. Um, and, it, and it just is, is not as is not as meaningful, right, as it is when I am my full self. So it's really about shaping that environment that you're in so you can bring your full self um, to work. The fourth learning is um, every few years, try to learn from a different function or a different part of the business or a different product team. Think about what kind of combinations can you create over your, your career, right? It's one of the ways sometimes I try to look at it is look at your organization as a giant PL and you wanna spend time in every different part of that PL. So bit of sales, a bit of marketing, manufacturing, operation. Now, yes, it all depends on your career aspirations, but I think one of the things here for me is not to be too fixated on one area for too long. I've had seven roles in sort of the last uh, 10 years. Um, and that's really, I think, where you get, you know, lots of learning um, and you build sort of great breadth to your, to your experience in Arsenal. The fifth, I think you need to have career mentors to challenge your thinking and provide direction. They really help to remove blind spots. You know, there's always a level of experience that you can benefit from, from speaking to senior um, managers. One of the things I also realized as well is that senior managers, senior leaders are always willing to want to, to help just providing you put your hand up and you actually say, you know, I, I need help. I would like to have some help. Right. So but they played a very, very important role in helping to shape my thinking from a professional and also from a personal standpoint. Number six, interestingly enough, your strengths can become your weaknesses or your derailers in the wrong moments. So I'll say that again. Your strengths can be your weaknesses or derailers in the wrong moments. And I'll just give an example. Let's say, for example, that I am considered to be really good 
in having confidence to, in the ability to pitch, present, and tell a story to senior management about performance or um, influence an idea about what we can do with regards to a transformation. If in that meeting I overdo it, if in that meeting I sort of take over and I try to really force home a point, um, I've turned that strength into weakness because ultimately what could have happened at the time is I would have shut out my team members who also need to speak, right? So this is something, this number, this point here, I think is a really, really um, key point to understand is that a lot of times, if you're not careful, your strengths can be a weakness in the wrong moments. So it's understanding when is that moment to, to, to apply that right balance so you don't overdo it. Point number seven, um, take full advantage of all development programs in a corporation. You know, don't just learn from your roles, really study your roles, um, study the conversations that you have with people. Every opportunity is a learning opportunity. Uh, treat quarterly reviews, mid-year reviews, year in reviews seriously, because everything that you're learning from there, picking up from there, the feedback and the skills that you're developing are all transferable into what you're doing. Everything that you are learning along your journey plays a role at a later stage. Um, number eight, um, a key question to continuously ask yourself in an organization or wherever you are is what would you do if this was your own business so whenever you're working in a situation a lot of times we, we just tend to look at it well it's, i'm just here i'm playing a role but if this was your business what decision would you make or what actually would you advise or suggest within the team number nine um you have to market yourself within your own company something that's overlooked right no one's really going to do it for you it's going beyond your cv um you are your best cheerleader Yes, let your work do most of the talking, but you really have to get your name out there. If you're trying to build a career, you want to be at the top of certain um, senior leaders. So marketing is something which is very, very um, um, important and not to be overlooked. And I think the last thing, number 10, is develop yourself beyond the role. So how can you start a number of activities, um, you know, and eventually be in a position where you wear multiple hats, whether that's mentoring or starting a foundation or, or thinking about pulling different departments or teams together to offer a particular service. Um, but this is one of the ways that you can really, really make yourself um, extremely valuable. So those were some, some you know, 10 reflections or learnings. I just picked 10 because it's a 10th work anniversary. I've got many, many more. That was in no particular order. Um, but some of those have really, really played um, a key role in my, in, my, um, in my journey. I'll talk a little bit about what I'm most proud about. Um, and it's actually nothing to do with a role. It's, it's not me per se. What I'm most proud about is that the, the mentoring program that I joined on, S, SEO, Sponsored Educational Opportunities, um, started off with five people. I was one of the five. And in the last, in the 10 years, it's kind of opened its door to probably more than 100 um, interns. So, and that for me is incredible because ultimately I think our responsibility is to make the most of every opportunity we're given and to leave the doors open for similar talents and same talents from similar backgrounds to come through and also, you know, help to change their lives. Um, so, you know, I'm just one person of many that could maybe share a very similar story of what the last 10 years have basically looked like, sounded like, you know, how it's helped me um, and they can also share the same. So I think that for me is my proudest moment in just being able to foster this program in any way, shape or form. I think taking it seriously enough and by doing well, it gives um, senior leaders and, and, and management a chance to understand why this is important to continue, right? So um, that's really, honestly, my most proudest moment. And to, to and then the very last piece, I think, which is very important, and there's a key message behind this, is I have a list of people that I would like to thank. Um, many of those people don't actually probably listen to the, to the um, 
uh, Take Flight podcast. But that's not that's besides the point. I think um, there's a key message behind this, um, and I think these people that I, I mentioned next have played a pivotal role in the last 10 years. And I'll just start off by first thanking Harry Kirsch, David Murray, Francisco Martinez, Marcus Zeller, Daniela Kenk, Rajesh Jessikan, Yap Van Ol, Andre Meyer, Margaret Dean, Ishi Usami, Jamarco Calvo, Judith Love, everyone in my current team today, and last but not least, Shwal Ahmed. You know, there's no other person that I would have wanted to run this race with in this journey. And the reason why I mention these names, um, especially, and I know that probably a number of people don't listen to this um, uh, podcast that I've mentioned, is because it takes a village to move a mountain in order to achieve success. So whenever you look at someone and you consider that person to be successful, more than likely there's probably 20 or more people behind that person that have really contributed to their success and have shaped it in, in some way. And everyone that I mentioned has played a key role in the last 10 years. Right? I've kind of tried to make the most of my opportunities, but those opportunities have to be given to me. Um, so I'm extremely thankful. Um, it's, it's, um, it's a real blessing to be able to record this Take Flight um, episode because when I first joined in 2012, um, I said it would be cool, right, if I could do, uh, you know, 10 years and build a career whilst I'm here. But who knows? Let's see what happens. And, it, and sort of the dream or the wish has actually come true. Um, so very, very thankful for everyone that's played a role. And in the last thing I actually say is um, the way I like to thank people that have helped me is to continue to help other people also. So that's really what you know, as I mentioned before, I'm most proud about and will continue to foster in other young talents. So I hope this episode has helped. Just wanted to give a summary on my career, some reflections, um, why it's important to thank people that have helped you along your journey. Um, again, if you've got any questions or any thoughts or comments, you can always reach out to me on Instagram, Pabilo um, Timbo, um, or reach out to us on Take Flight Podcasts. And if you've got any questions, you can reach out to us on our Take Flight Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And we'll connect on the next episode. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but